Wednesday Comics, to my right, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my left, G-Dub himself. Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast. My name is Marvin. Here, once again, the uh, comic book uh, people to tell you about some comic books coming out this week. Also review a couple books that we read over the course of the last seven days. And then talk about our book club book. Club book. Uh, the penultimate chapter uh, to that there. So, um, before we, what was this? Oh, never mind. Something popped up on my screen. I got distracted. That's, that's the guy, guys, that's the moon win right now. Hey, this whole thing, uh, could break bad at any second. Uh, I did confirm that I am recording, uh, but my son woke me up at 5 a.m. this morning, so I'm running on fumes. But, oh, man. But, uh, uh, um, I got, uh, some water next to me, Gary. That's good for uh, waking up. Uh, no, but it's good for keeping you from dying. <laughs> Delicious. You have this, caffeine, uh, but keep the pipes clean. I got sparkling water with lime juice. I'm personally doing a water bottle with some grape Mio. Oh, I have some. the old-fashioned water from the tap. No flavor. You're disgusting, sir. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have some uh, uh, black cherry meal here, but I'll have his sparkling water with the lime. So I don't know. Do you try to plop that in there or what? I mean, if anything, it's like a Coca-Cola then. A little black cherry, lime. Remember, put the lime in the coconut. But you need coconut for that to go with that. So you're missing something. I am indeed missing something. Just like Alex, you need to learn a lesson about life. Live your life as you want to. Michelangelo goes, follow your heart, guys. Follow your heart. And then he breaks into the song called Follow Your Heart. He can try anything to tear us apart, but there's one thing that's still clear. That there's, there's no, no way that he'll get inside of our hearts. Heart. Just remember that we're still here. The time has come to change it all, to wash away your fear. We only have to stick together. The good times are so near. Follow your heart. Hey, remember that when you're out there, you're in a bad day, just remember to follow your heart. All right? <laughs> I know how big of a fan you are of Team and T. I saw you the other day with those pajama pants out there. And uh, I just, you know, your brethren here uh, just wants to give you a message. So that was a little message for you. <laughs> I like how it was a way to show Garrett to uh, follow your heart and to remind me that I love turtles and. To never get that far overboard. Um, yep, you're, you walk a different path today, sir. <laughs> I'm learning lessons every day. You know, you can deal with your own finances, Alex, but if you were taking out loans for $2,000, I think I would uh, talk some sense into you. And by that, I mean uh, run you down and bring you to the woods and teach you a lesson. So I'd, say, I'd be wearing my Michelangelo head at that point if I'm walking the dog and wearing my turtle pants. <laughs> I mean, you got to get some use out of that thing so, for two k. Uh, hey, we we all know that lady's dad's co-signed for that loan too. So 
Well, that's the thing when he says that when she's got her own job. Well, she's getting a loan, so he's doing something for that. Here's the thing, Alex. If you were to buy a Michelangelo hat for $2,000 and take out a loan to buy it, I would put that hat on you and uh, I would escort you somewhere you didn't know because obviously you can't see out of that shit at all. So it's just like putting a bag over your head. And I bring it out to the woods and teach you a lesson just for everybody that, you know, loves you. Uh, I got to do the hard work over here, you know, and uh, I'll make you do 20 flips and everything. I'll be I'll be splinter for a little bit. I know you thought I was going to bring you out there. That's actually better than I thought the story was. Yeah, I know. You thought I was going to break some legs, break some toes. I'm out there. I thought you were just going to tie me to a chair and beat me with a bat and then wait for someone to show up and go, someone killed my (laughs) client. No, we got to go out there and I got to tell you, I got to show you how to. You taught me to never hide behind any wall of who you really are, but to live your life as you want. (laughs) See, but responsibly. All right, that's so, not my message. I had a I want to give to people it. the context. I told Marvin and Garrett that I watched uh, Turtles Three, Turtles in Time, uh, and how poorly I thought of it—that it's garbage—and uh, and we and we got to this point here where we reminded ourselves of someone else who loves turtles probably more than I do, uh, in a different fashion, even. Hey, guess what? What? <laughs> you didn't push the cord. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to nice. uh, it's time to talk about a little bit of news. <laughs> Welcome to the news segment. Damn, that's a that's a nice music intro. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a couple things I wanted to talk about were part of the news. There was one thing actually that that sprung my being like, oh, we got I we got some news we got to talk about. It was something you sent us, Garrett, but then I couldn't remember what it was. Oh, let me look back into the annals of our uh, history chat, of our chat. All right. Ooh, the uh, annals. <laughs> first piece of news here I wanted oh, to bring. Oh, I got it. Batman Superman World's Finest by Mark Wade with art by Dan Moore. Oh, yeah, that was it. Um, <laughs> so Mark Wade and uh, Mark Wade's been uh, a little MIA recently. I think the last thing he did was that Captain America thing, maybe. A running captain. Possibly. Uh, so him and Dan Mora, who is also somebody who is... Uh, uh, not somebody who does regular work are coming together for world's finest, which actually is ironic or coincidental that you uh, that that got announced because actually my son has a shirt that says world's finest on it and it has here's what's weird about that shirt that shirt only has Batman on it, it doesn't have Superman on it. This is world's <laughs> finest, but it, it made me start thinking about like wow I haven't, they haven't put out a comic in a while that's world's finest and then they announced this and i was like that's you know that's a coincidence but i did find it weird that shirt does not have superman on it whatsoever i remember looking at it twice being like what the fuck why is it only batman oh uh, <laughs> but who knows maybe there's maybe there's matching pants that come with it and he's on the ass or something i don't know yeah i was saying it's either that or there's another t-shirt uh, with superman on it who knows either way he's not front and center i'll tell you that much cal al cal out all right uh so that's coming out and then i also think um you mentioned that Chip is doing uh, Daredevil when it comes back? Yeah. <laughs> Chip and Chichetto are coming back, meaning they never left, but to Daredevil. <laughs> so I guess it's just July. like, it's just relaunching <laughs> for no reason. I mean, that is apropos of Marvel, but it's going back to number hey, one for no reason. I'll take it. As long, you know, <laughs> I know, usually when they restart a volume, like they change up the creative team, and sometimes usually it's a miss. And this, I'm like, 
great. I'm I'm ecstatic because like no, I'm happy with that too. But it's just like the Amazing Spider-Man thing. It's like why are we doing this? And obviously we know, right? Yeah. The, so when the Daredevil by Mark Wade and Chris Amney came out, and they did the first volume, and then they did a second volume, was that in and together, or they separate separated by a different storyline, and then they decided to bring that team back together. Do you remember? I don't know what you're asking me. Didn't well, Mark Mark Wade and Chris Samney did one volume, and then there was the second volume of Daredevil under Chris Samney and Mark Wade. Yeah, I didn't know were they in they were connection with each other, or were there, was there a separate, you know, another collection in between those two books? No, no, they, they were back to back. Okay, and then when Charles Soul uh, took over, they continued the numbering. They didn't rechange the numbering. Okay. Um, and I think when it relaunched again underneath Chip, uh, then they renumbered it. And so now I'll get another renumber. So, so you know, hmm. that's how you do in comics, bro. You make it as confusing as possible. So if you're brand new, you don't know where the fuck to start. Well, you start at issue no- one, of course. Yeah, but you got to. At least now they're, they're putting in the, the legacy number. So if you're like, hey, I do want to read uh, Legacy 874, you can. But look at Alex. Hey, like, you number one, but how many number ones are there? If you kept the numbering, yeah. there'd only be one number for each issue. That's true. That's true. I mean, there's also, they put in the storylines in front. It's also like, you know, uh, you can't even think of a storyline right now. Breaking out of jail, part one. That's when you start, when it says part one. Nah, you don't care about that fucking number six, 676. Who gives a shit? Anyways, next story here. Um, wanted to point this out. Uh, Peacemaker is the biggest streaming show uh, in the world right now. Uh, it is uh, premiere January 22nd. It surpassed Netflix's The Witcher and Disney's The Book of Boba Fett. Uh, it is the... Uh, it was viewed 69.5 times more than the average series. Uh, and it made the total demands for Max series grew from 39.2% in 2021. And so that's why they decided. You know what? I, I didn't even know. Just because, like, even if it is on HBO, I just watch it on HBO uh, Max now. Uh, I don't watch it on HBO. And I didn't know that Peacemaker was HBO Max original. I just assumed it was on HBO. But um, uh, we are. I didn't watch today's episode at the time of this recording. But I am caught up all the way till today, and uh, it's pretty fantastic. It's actually pretty great. I need to catch up because, yeah, based off your reviews and what I've been seeing online, I I don't know why I can't pull the trigger yet. But it's yeah, really I did good. watch the the book of Bob Fett today, and I'm telling you, this might be a competing episode. But we'll see. We'll see. I uh, I think by next week I will try to at least have watched the pilot, if not gotten caught up. You know, usually for like a, especially like a comedy series, you watch the pilot and you're like, oh, that's really good. And then it kind of gets into the normal kind of pacing. And it, some episodes are funny. Maybe some aren't as good because James Gunn just wrote this whole thing at once when they're making Suicide Squad. It really does feel like one big story. But the they released the uh, first two episodes right away. And it really feels like that sets up the series. But every single episode is jam-packed like i don't like you were asking me i think alex two weeks ago is it an hour half an hour and i was like i don't really know because i just push play and time flies now a show like boba fett for a little second there especially that one episode we talked about i did kind of check how much was left so i know how much how long that show is um 
And there's some other shows too that I watch and I always look to see how long it is. But I've never looked at how long the show is. I like uh, just watch it. And the last episode, uh, hilarious um, and uh, very good. So um, they've been getting uh, into the Peacemaker, you know, from the movie. This is kind of like a, the continuation of that. But also you learn that he's trying to grow into a better person. So it's pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, next year. Uh, the Avengers, X-Men, and uh, Eternals face Judgment Day. That's the next Marvel event. Uh, why, do I, why do I have this over here? I should put this over here. I'm literally like cranking my neck to read this on that screen when I have a screen right in front of my face. Uh, here we go. Uh, summer 2022, Judgment Day. Um, it looks like it's the X-Men and the Eternals are uh, about to fight and, Captain's, and all the Avengers are trying to keep them apart. So Karen Gillan... Mm. A little shitty. Um, judgment is coming. I, you know, really, <clears throat> I wanted to point this out because obviously Eternals is the focus here um, because of them trying to be uh, big players in the movie. Um, but uh, I wanted to point this out because uh, you know what, Garrett Mare, this is just Terminator Two: Judgment Day. They fuck. That's right. They got a robot on the cover. It's a. It's a. Celestial and he's uh, in ice. It's the one for the movie, and uh, I I feel like they're gonna take a lot of in the the Eternals that are in this uh, series at least are the ones for the movie. So I feel like you know it's really it's really because of that movie. So there you go. I really want hmm. to bring that up just to say Judgment Day. So <laughs> that is a cool name for a comic book event. And then uh, very lastly, wasted on that. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought they were doing another event too. We recently talked about, but I guess not. Maybe not. Uh, and another story here. Uh, let's hear a little clip here. A public campaign by an Oxford comic book store has raised more than eighty-three thousand dollars to buy Tennessee families a book banned recently by East Tennessee School District. Nirvana Comics plans to give free copies of the book Bows to students and families looking to learn more about the Holocaust. McMinn County Schools. Recently- I don't know if you heard him because he said it in the weirdest way possible. But Mouse <laughs> book got banned by this uh, Knoxville, uh, Tennessee school, and so all these people were getting together to give students free copies. Um, and I just wanted to bring it up because uh, I, I obviously I don't believe in banning any kind of book, but it really seems like uh, the award-winning book about uh, the Holocaust, and that's really something you need to uh, keep in school. I don't know why you would be like, hey, let's ignore that. You know, yeah, put that. Uh, <coughs> They shouldn't be able to read that. Yeah, especially when it's not like it's more of a explaining what happened during the Holocaust as opposed to like it's not like, playing it. Yeah, it's not like it's Inglorious Bastards, right? Where it's yeah. fucking crazy. It's it's basically the telling of the Holocaust uh, via these uh, mouses. Mice, yeah, mice. It's just it, I think that's just very much so ignorant like yeah obviously the whole comic comic book community is in agreement with that because it's like yes let's get rid of content that explains that's a metaphor for our history like yeah let's do that that's what i get like when this book was banned and obviously it's just a matter of censoring that point of view um but it is like you said Everybody is in agreement that they should be reading it. This isn't the only story. There's like a fundraiser also to buy books for people who want to read it, that places that it's banned. Um, 
But uh, I just wanted to bring it up because I was I, this story has been in like the national news <clears throat> over the last week, and I, every time I see it, I'm always like, the fucking dumbest thing to do. First off, you shouldn't have been any kind of book for any reason. I don't feel like, but also like this is like why the there's no reason you should ban this book whatsoever. So, and as a uh, this uh, reporter calls it, see school district. Nirvana Comics plans to give free copies of the book Vows to <laughs> there you go. Vows. Vows to students and families. Vows to students. Vows to vows. 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 Vows to students and families. Nirvana Comics doing some uh, good work over there, <laughs> Nirvana style. Uh, that is the end of the news. So let's play our uh, going out theme. You know, I'm actually kind of mad at myself. I brought up that Marvel event. I just want to say Judgment Day, and now I feel like that fucking brought down all the whole mood of everything. So we were high <laughs> off of Team and T, off of that girl singing a song, letting us know, uh, you know, follow our heart. And I tried to follow my heart, uh, and look what the fuck happened. So I don't know if she's right. But it's the same thing. She followed her heart. Look where it got her. She got a Michelangelo map. That hurt. That hurt. This was poorly made. He can try anything to tear us apart, but there's one thing that's still clear. God, you're killing me. There's no way the hill can. By the way, Splinter, in that clip, because they show like a clip of the stage show for half a second, Splinter has a fucking huge head. (laughs) It's so big (laughs) compared to his body. So uh, here we go. Uh, Dark Knights of Steel number four. The approval of the Elves by Spaceship 19 years earlier was a pivotal moment for the kingdom and a prophecy was born. But what were, they, what were the early years like for the Elves and how did they become monarchs of the kingdom? And what catastrophic event triggered everything that has to follow? Uh, Tom Taylor and art by Bengal in this issue because I think it's a, since it's a flashback, uh, they got a different artist for this one. Giving uh, Dan Moore, right? No. no. Um, Who is it? Oh. Is it Carlos? Jacob? No, let me look. I'll look. I got it. I got it. I got it. You got it? No, all right, all right. No, I don't got it. What do you think about this? uh, Damn it. Dark Knights of Steel. I'm going to feel so stupid when we hear this. It is. Yasmin Pure. Yes. Yes. What do you think, uh, Garrett? How's it going so far? Uh, Dark Knight Steel has been amazing. Um, Tom Taylor does what he does best, and that is wet, like these crazy, insane cliffhangers and messing. I mean, I already we're messing with the lore of the DC universe because this is obviously in the past, sort of the future. Um, but man, the character kills. I mean, are you guys all caught up? I'm not gonna I say who gets killed. Well, dude, I've been playing games. I don't read books anymore. I, I'm sorry, but there's some injustice level deaths going on in this book that I'm just like, thank God that this is like out of continuity because it gives Tom Taylor the sandbox to do whatever he wants. And like, and the art is just so incredible. And uh, did you say Ben Gal is doing Ben Gal? Yes, Ben Gal. Okay, I love Ben Gal. Like, he did great in that uh, For Death or Glory. uh, Yeah. 
by Remender. So by Rick no, Remender, awesome. who we'll talk about later. Who? Remender. Remender. We'll talk about him later. Remember Remender. Remember Remender. Of course, we always remember. Remender. 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 There you go. Got your eighty-page giant number one. Jeff Johns, Jay Farber, uh, Sterling Gates, Janet Harvey, Lennox Hendricks, the, uh, what the fuck? Third, I guess. How come only one of these is capitalized? Uh, Pornsack, uh, Porchit, Peter J. Tomasi, art by Brian Hitch, Sean Galloway, Stans Johnson, Kelly Jones, uh, Megan Levins, Paul Poltier, Joe Fratto, Peter, uh, Snigberg and Gary Frank. Alex, looks like we had a lot of stories from the Geiger world coming up here. I After all those names on that book, I hope it's damn good. I honestly didn't look at it before I got it. I looked to see what my poll list was for the week, and I was like, oh my gosh, I did not know this was coming out this week. I'm excited for it. I liked Geiger. The first six issues was really quite enjoyable. Um, but then I hear all these names, and I it makes me wonder... Um, what kind of stories we're gonna get? Are we gonna get flashbacks? Are we gonna get hypotheticals? Here's what you're gonna get. I'll I'll let you know. Uh, Brian Hitch and Jeff Johns will introduce a mysterious man known as Redcoat, reveal his bizarre ties to the American Revolution, the unknown war, and Geiger himself. Then discover the secrets of warlords of Las Vegas, Bonnie Borden, Goldbeard, Miss Karloff, Mister Karloff. In the series of tales written and drawn by some of the greatest writers and artists today, plus a special origin tale of Geiger's favorite two-headed dog, Barney. There you go. And a preview of the upcoming Gary Frank and Jeff Johns series, Junkyard Joe. Oh, man. I mean, it sounds good. But, uh, you know, you said one artist that I'm just like, gosh, I just don't like looking at that art that much. But, oh, well, I'll get over it. Brian Hitch? Not the whole... Yeah, he did it. Oh, you fuck. Know, you know, Hitch isn't as bad as I remember him being. I remember when... Um, oh, Le- was it Legion of Evil? When did Ultraman and Superwoman take over? When uh, they broke hand. Dude, that was Jason Fabok. Are you kidding me? No, I thought it was Hitch doing the art. Uh, he was for a bit, too. on, But that was Just League of America, I believe. But whatever, whatever story. I remember that one coming out going, oh, this isn't as good as it could be. But I've seen him on other stuff in the last couple of years, and he's gotten a little more uh, finesse to his art. It's still not the best, but it's not the worst I've ever seen. Hmm. Well, now, still, now, it's only a part of the story. Right in the story, then of course, Garrett, I'd agree. I'm out. I'm out if she's on it, man. I saw what she did to Green Arrow. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, guys. Does this hurt your ears? Yeah. It w- it would if I wore headphones, but I don't. So oh, okay. Garrett's I mean, I'm wearing there. headphones, <laughs> and it's not as bad as some other sounds we've played on this show, like where I like feel bad for people driving in traffic. But nope, not too bad. There you go, Geiger eighty. I actually am excited for. I'm looking to see which one Kelly Jones did. I was, I'm curious. That's going to be a good one. Um, I can't tell though because the covers by Gary Frank, so all look the same, and it doesn't mention in the solicit at all. So there you go. Uh, newborn number three. This Zadarski and uh, Jacob Phelps. Uh, That's definitely one of those sounds that I just drive off into the ditch. <laughs> also, <laughs> Nadia Shamans and uh, Zaid Zizef, uh Ayub. 
there's serial killer targeting members of every crime family in the city. Can newborn catch him before he finds himself in the killer's crosshairs? Plus, Amir's past is revealed in Brooklyn, uh, Zirconia from Shamus and Ayub. There we go. So a little backup there, too, on this book, uh, which is good. Oh, it's good to have a little backup there. And uh, that'll be coming out this week. I, that cover looks fantastic. Jacob and Phil, one of my favorite new artists. And, of course, yeah, Chip Zarsky. So. <laughs> uh, Sabretooth number one, uh, Victor Laver, Leon Kirk, and Ryan Stegman on the cover. They're down in a hole. Sabretooth went into the pit, sentenced to an eternity of torment. Sure, that sounds like hell, but maybe there is. That's where he feels most of all. But he's been, what has he been doing down there? What's the secret deal? What the who the fuck wrote this? What secret deal has changed his fate forever? And what if he's not alone? Award-winning novelist Victor Lavier teams up with amazing artist Leonard Kirk to bring us a story of what lies beneath Krakoa. Leonard Kirk is a fantastic artist. I've I've never heard of this uh, uh, author, but uh, Garrett, uh, Garrett, Alex Sabretooth, he's your boy. What do you think? I was say there is there is no reason I would get this book other than the fact that Sabretooth is on this cover. It is about him. I didn't care who wrote it. I honestly didn't care who was drawing it. I just saw that there was a title that had Sabretooth on it. I had to get it. Uh, and you know what Sabretooth does when he's down in the hole? I'm sure he's jerking it at least Jesus. every day. <laughs> what else can you do when you're stuck in the dark? He's not digging around. Uh, is like they make it seem like he got stuffed in hell. Guess what? He got plenty eaten by plants, but he keeps healing, so he's fine. Uh, anyway, I am so excited for this book. Uh, when he digs his way back out of the ground, and the first thing he does is goes and kills Omega Red. Now, he teams up with Omega Red, and then goes and kills Wolverine. That's all I want. A big old fight. See, I just picture the book. He's in that hole, and it's the whole issue is leading up to him like getting his face out of the hole and that that's not enough for me so ow oh no i sabertooth's on the cover i had to get it uh two things about this book ryan segment drawing uh sabertooth for the cover at least it looks fantastic and I, d- I did think the same thing when i looked at this i was like oh there must be somebody on this book that that's the reason alex is getting it when i saw that it wasn't somebody that alex is into i was like it's prison sabertooth so yeah uh, <laughs> For a second, I was like, oh, is there somebody? Because I was going to get it if it was somebody who we're into. But then I was like, oh, it's just Sabretooth. Okay. When I, when I, so when I originally got it, I think it was said Donny Cates as the the author, the writer, when I had originally put it on my list to get. And then as I saw it was coming out two, two weeks ago, I saw it was Victor whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not what I got it for. But whatever, it's still got Sabretooth. I don't care. Garrett, you're, you're thinking that he climbs all the way and then he kind of trips and falls down. Yeah, well, basically, uh, maybe another prisoner gets shoved down there. That's him falling. Exactly. And uh, he tries to get out. Maybe he does a little bit, but... Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Noctero, number seven. Scott Snyder, Tony S. Daniel. New story arc. Pedal to the Metal, part one. See, that's when you jump on. Part one. Actually, if it's at seven, maybe you go back and find the first trade. You know what I mean? Anyways, here we go. Lights, camera, action, Sotslander, and Tony S. Daniels' rip-roaring hit series returns as Val, Bailey, and the Ferryman continue their mission to bring back the light, but with an all-new shade variance around the corner, 
Darkness will reign like never before. Meanwhile, Black Top Bill meets some old friends. You see that, Marvel? That's how you write something that's not convoluted. I don't get fucking tripped up, all right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What do you think about this book? Um, Noctera is really good. Uh, it's a good horror book. Um, you know, just coming off beating the Alan Wake remastered edition, uh, where light is your ally. Uh, this is very similar. Um Last month, there was a special from Noctera uh, about Blacktop Bill, and that guy is terrifying. Like, straight-up serial killer before all the lights went out in the world. Um, yeah, he's crazy. So the fact that he's going for Val uh, and all of them, uh, they're screwed because he's psychotic. Um, but the art is so good. The colors are just, like, really vibrant. Um, and, yeah, it is really a fun, like, adrenaline-pumping race across this uh i don't even know it is earth but i crossed the plains to get uh to a safe haven from the darkness so it's been great there you go nocturna uh daredevil woman without fear number two or three from zadarsky and rafael de la tora chris bachel on the cover as always um electra's uh electra what the fuck? Oh, her last name. Jesus fuck. I don't know what I was thinking. Nachi also is the greatest assassin in the Marvel Universe, but recently, but having recently taken up the mantle of Daredevil, she's taken a vow to never take a life again, but that vow is about to put, about to be put in the ultimate test as Craven the Hunter has her hair dead in his sights, and unlike Elektra, he has no reservations about killing. If anything, he likes it when his prey struggles. At least he thinks he does. Um... I have this first issue. I'm ready yet, but obviously because we have our boy uh, Zdarsky over here, I am beginning this. I'm going to get it, and I'm glad to hear that he is continuing his story with Mr. Uh, Chichetto. Did I say Chichetto order? I mean, Chris Bacalo is doing that cover. Jesus fuck. Um, no, you said Bacalo the first time. Oh, I did? I, my yes. head, I thought, Chichetto. I, I totally uh, didn't actually I, – I said it. Somehow this fucking happened. I read exactly what was on the screen, but I thought something totally different. Uh, but anyways, I look forward to, uh, catching up with this. And, uh, as, uh, we all know, uh, Alex is going to be excited. This issue, I already see, uh, uh, a showdown between Electra and Craven, both of them holding two knives and then the size to her side. So I, uh, my mouth was a gape. I hadn't read any of the story yet. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Marvin said that Craven the Hunter was in this book. And I was like, whole oh, shit. Yeah. Sold. Sabretooth and Craven in one week. Damn. Damn. Alex was so excited. Damn. He was so like, excited. he was like, Yes! There you go. <laughs> Took the uh, words right out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, quite absolutely right. Before we go to the focus forecast and uh, get it from Alex here, Brought to you by RainbowComicsAndCards.com, your definitive source for all things comic books. Uh, Remember, you can also go to RainbowComicsAndCards.com to order your books. They have two locations, one in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, 3310 South Minnesota Avenue, and then in Lincoln, Nebraska, 6891 A Street, 104. So go ahead and go to RainbowComicsAndCards.com for more information. Um, And before, actually, Alex, I'm going to throw it to you for the local forecast. But there is national news happening for the... So I got to play this. 
There it is, baby. We got snow. This morning, a major winter storm slamming a huge portion of the country is expanding, stretching from New Mexico eventually to New England. More than 90 million people under weather advisories. Yeah, three bags. In Illinois, the Department of Transportation is warning of life-threatening travel conditions. I'm super excited because I do body work for a living, so uh, tomorrow's going to be a good day for me. <laughs> Parts of the Midwest could see up to a foot of snow, threatening records in cities like Toledo, Ohio, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and Detroit. Now, Alex, I'm looking at this map, and it looks like we're in the clear, so give me the news. I'm gonna let's go. I I want need to apologize to everybody. I was wrong about the snow and ice coming to to Sioux Falls. Uh, you know what? I I trusted my brethren on the news. Uh, this unlicensed meteorologist me made a mistake. Uh, by the way, that sucks out. We out east, all that snow, man, they can have it. <laughs> but we got the stupid cold. It is so. Uh, Gary told us before he got on the show. He just watched his dog. Guess what? Balls. Became ovaries. So cold. That's right. They're they're uh, they're going up to like my chest right now. So well, not now. Well, I'm warmed up now. So uh, I'm take the dog for a walk. I knew that I couldn't have my balls be my lungs. I did see there. So we yeah we have a cold front coming in, and then we have a uh, some warm air coming from the Gulf of Mexico, which is causing the storm, and it kind of is meeting at the. Uh, Tip of uh, Texas uh, and then going diagonal through New England. And I did see some places, especially right there in the middle where those fronts are meeting, uh, will possibly get two feet of snow, which uh, uh, we've actually had a fairly nice winter. But I did hear, Alex, that the groundhog did see his uh, shadow. Well, I mean, yeah, from six feet to... below, he's dead. Yeah, I was say, he'll be covered up in that snow well, well until uh, June. So. Oh, it is dark down there, so he saw a shadow. <laughs> yeah, that's all he saw. Last rites. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, people yeah. put your coats on. It's going to be fucking cold. Yeah, there we go. Uh, before we move on to the books that we're talking about this week, I just got to play something. Follow Your Heart from Scorpions. I uh, just wanted to play that because she could have listened to that song too and that could also change her life, but she chose Turtle, so I thought you'd like to know. We all made bad choices. <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of comic books, and because I had to log into my uh, Comicsology account to pull up the books so I can tell you who wrote them and uh, um, shit, but uh, I don't know if you got an email too, Garrett. But uh, fairly soon here, I know they were planning this like late last year, but they delayed it to get everything right. Uh, Amazon will fully be taking over Comixology. They bought it like, what, three years ago? Uh, and um, there'll be a new Comixology app, but you can also go, just go to your Kindle app and read these comics. So, um, Dang. Yeah, that's the thing that I'm a little nervous about is like I just don't want anything to change that much 
I think I think but. so. Comicsology.com to buy them through there. Uh, it actually is going to go to an Amazon web part of their website, uh, but they'll still be a Comicsology app. But it's going to be a new app they said. So yeah, that, that's not bad. Uh, Let's see an updated app. Yeah, I see the here. Yeah. Speaking of new, it's finally back. Saga number fifty-five. Fiona Staples, Brian K. Vaughn, the uh, return of Hazel. She's back in the cover here. Probably tween age. Uh, then we also have uh, her mother, as we find out in the comic. And uh, and then some uh, one-armed uh, dope that is uh, her worker. And uh, Saga. So, in terms of story, uh, I won't get into specifics in case you... This is, this is a comic book I feel like I'm not going to ruin this for anybody. But I did want to mention a couple things. Art-wise, it's fucking good to be back, bro. I mean, this book looks so fantastic. Uh, there's obviously some stuff in here I can't even, like... Uh, if, if we were back in the office at work, uh, Garrett, can't read this at work. Yeah, no, you'd be in trouble. But uh, good thing I'm in the comfort of my own home, and I read this issue, and it was just like, story-wise, I, the, the biggest thing for me, the biggest worry for me was... The comeback after this long hiatus, what, Alex, three, four years? Three years? I mean, they even say it in the book that it's been three years. So three years, and it's like, am I going to forget what has happened prior, or is like, is it going to still be as exciting for me? And this comic, double issue, right out the gates, I didn't even feel the double issue. I got to the, I got to the end, and I was like, I looked at the page count, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot it was a double issue, because I just kept reading, reading, reading. And it just shows once again uh how fantastic this book is and uh there's not there's new stuff in this issue that sets up the story going forward and it's i am as excited for that as i have been for the past stuff too like i think the thing about this book when we talked about it when we talked about saga is like you never know where it's gonna go like there's so much you know left turns in this thing and they always feel earned they never feel like they're just there to you know throw a curve at you uh this first issue just felt like i haven't felt like i haven't had this kind of reading experience in three years so uh what do you think you're alex i i i had mixed feelings i loved it there was nothing wrong with this book it was a 10 but my heart was also saddened because i do want to do just a tiny little bit of backtracking to get to where we are, which I, I know we will. Um, there's there's a message in the book that uh, Elena does something and she's she's promoting stuff. Uh, and this guy that comes to talk to her, not the, the helper, uh, says that she's got some sag- a saggy rack. I tell you what, those were uh, plump and there's nothing wrong with her. <laughs> that, 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 that dude, shut the hell up. This book, I was, I was almost em- not embarrassed. But I read it in my room, in my my office, and uh, I kind of felt the same way that you just said, Marvin. I couldn't I couldn't read this just out in the living room <laughs> because I'd be getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, in the three weeks that I had to wait between issue fifty four and fifty five, shut the hell up, Garrett. <laughs> um, I also thought it was great. I mean, I jumped right back into the story. Um, 
didn't really skip a beat because like I just feel like Hazel's narration throughout the issues just really just pulls me back in and I'm like instantly like oh yeah this is where we were um I was a little caught off guard by the uh husband uh switcheroo like the joke because uh, I was like hey it's possible it's been three years maybe you know she just wanted to marry somebody that could uh, provide and take care of for Hazel, and I was like, "Thank God, that's not true." I was, I was um, still insulted by that when I read it, and then to find out it wasn't real, right? Which I, that's great. That's great storytelling. Because I was like, "Damn!" And and I like this. What's his name? Barna Barnabizia or Barnbazia or something like that. I think they just call him Bombs near the end. So Bombs, yeah. So he seems like a fun new character to add to the to the list, and uh, yeah, I, the story, like the. Uh, the time jump, I think, has really added some depth to these characters that we get to explore, and that's going to be so much fun. And God, I still have hope, though, that uh, Marco's a ghost out there somewhere. Um, but even we get a uh, haphazard The Will kind of getting back in action. Um, that dude oh, got in shape again. He got in shape, and man, uh, also, obviously, to piss us all off, he has that... Uh, skinless skull of Marco. So it took him three years um, to get back there? But he was on other jobs. Maybe. But like if that's... He, he kept the the head or the skull, but didn't he tell Gwendolyn that he was out doing another job for someone else? Yeah. And so he's just like, hey, instead of going to these whorehouses, I want some money. Oh, yeah. And then that scene, they have a sex scene and that is even graphic too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely true to, to Saga form. Like, I t- he turned a page, then I was like, well, there's But this. you see everything. Turn it's it's equal opportunity. We see yeah. breasts, we see yeah. dick, everything. Ass, I saw some ass. Well, I think we didn't see this dragon blowing himself. <laughs> Give <it> Jesus. <laughs> I wanted to say, actually, you bring up a good point, Garrett, that I've never thought about. It has been established that there are ghosts in this world, that maybe Marco could come back, and that also... Um, his family did practice magic, so like maybe Hazel could do something to bring him back, or maybe some form well, of him, not necessarily bring him well, back. Completely. She even does magic in the book when that uh suicider comes up, yep. she says a spell and she protects herself. Mm-hmm. So she's already learning magic, which is exciting, and then she flies away. Yeah, um, her mom can't fly because her wings have been uh, clipped, but. Since uh, Hazel grew up in a different environment, she's got wings. She can fly. Woo! And then also Prince Robot's uh, kid. Kid Robot. What's his name? Squire. Uh, Squire. Squire, yeah. That's right. Um, that also is like depressing. That's the thing about Saga. It's like funny, exciting, action-packed, but also depressing. Like It, it really moves you through uh, different multitudes of emotion to where I'm at the end, it feels like it fully fulfilled. Like, this book is worth two ninety nine, right? Which I appreciate. But also, it's like, when this book ends, I always feel fulfilled. I never feel like, you know, like, ah, God, that issue. Like, and this was the case even before the break. And, and Garrett, you wrote it, you read it in one big chunk. And Alex, you read it one in one big chunk. But, like, ever since issue one, I've been saying this. Brian K. Vaughn knows how to write for the issue. And every issue, nothing ever felt like, oh, no, that issue is obviously like half of the story. Like it was always, there's always a story within the issue and there's always more to keep you coming back. And it feels like a great meal that fills you up, but you're also like, ah, I'm going to come back here and get that again when I'm 
when I'm ready for my next meal. So uh, 10 out of 10, I could not be more impressed with the return. Uh, it looks like at the back, he states that they're going to go. Oh, no, that was a different comic. I was, no, that is his comic. He said he has a uh, hundred and how many issues planned? 108? 54, 54. Yeah. That so we got a whole new 54 that, it, if the, you know, one issue a month. That's another, uh, what, five years almost of comics? So. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, it was a great return, and I loved his letter too. It was just kind of like, "Welcome back, everybody! Welcome back, buds!" Like, it's like we're about to have a fun ride. So I was like, "Let's go!" So exciting. I think the thing is that I read this, and I had even told my wife, um, forty-four pages just was not enough for me. I got through it, and like you said, Mervin, I just kept reading. Didn't care about the page count. It got to the end, and I'm just like, "I want more," which is what this book needs to do. Has always done. I can't stop reading this book. And luckily there was not 43 more books to read after it to get caught up because I wouldn't have stopped. I would have had to call and sit to work tomorrow to just read this book. It's happened the first time. Mm-hmm. You just, it sucked you in like <laughs> a day off just to do it all. Yeah. There you go. Uh, glad to have that book back. Glad to have Brian Kivan back on, uh, and, uh, and Fiona Staples back doing comics. So there we go. Um, deadly class number 50. Recommender uh, Wes Craig. Uh, Lee Lowridge. Which I used to think it didn't it used to be Matt Hollingsworth? I thought I th- so. I think so, but not this issue. Um, what do you guys think of this issue? Alex, you were talking about it briefly that you were at 49 and 50 back to back and you were kind of confused. How do we get here? I uh, so I couldn't remember if we actually talked about 48 on the show or not. I'm pretty sure I read it, but like everyone knows, I'm so far behind in books. I may just have skipped it and not known it. Um, I really enjoyed 49, and then I got to this one, and I was like, and I get, we're, we're wrapping up storylines. Um, for me, this issue was not as fulfilling as I wanted, but I think part of the Saya is not one of my favorite characters. And I did not have, I did not notice, because I literally looked for it on my pages. In, or Garrett, do you get this uh, on paper? Yep. Mm-hmm. I never noticed the arm change. Are you kidding? I am not kidding you. I you looked. Never... I, I deliberately looked, and it is always her left hand has a hand. Dude, no, dude. There's a part where her literal, like her arms switch. There's a part where her head is facing down as she's spinning around, and her chest and torso are facing 180 degrees the other way, like. No, there's so many times they switch the arms around. Like, I'll see if I can uh, take some pictures later. You're gonna, you're gonna have to show me because when I looked at it with my eagle eyes, there's only one spot that I had seen that her arm looked like it was wrong, and it's the first time she comes out of the elevator and she is spinning her sword, and she's got three. You know, she's so fast. She's got three faces, and her arm starts from the bottom and comes around, and it ends on the right side or ends on the like it looks wrong. But I almost gave it a slide. Hmm. If you find it, let me know because then I can change. I mean, this book was not a ten. Because yeah, this wasn't this wasn't like the thing. That was just the funny thing. But I, uh, I think what what was really the downfall of this issue was the MacGuffin of Marcus's intentions. Like, you know, originally it was like that he was working for Kenji, um, but. 
his motivation was actually to test Saya and see what she would actually do. And I'm like, no. The last issue when Marcus was like, we found out Marcus was working for Kenji, we're like, whoa, that is so, that's really unique and like impressive. But then when he's like, no, I actually did it because I'm your friend and I want to test what you would actually do. I was kind of like, okay, that's great. But now, now you just did this for no reason. And you knew Saya would pick revenge because like she's gone through the fucking ringer in her family and like has this legacy that she's been living up to her whole life. And then she's just going to like, nah, I'm going to go with Marcus and live my life happily ever after. Lottie, I'm like, no, that's not Saya. Like, she would never do that. So, I thought that part was kind of ridiculous. And also, like, the Kenji confrontation. I was like, it built up to that? Like, so, we never even got to see anything out of it. We kill all the henchmen, then just to leave the room for a page and a half to come back, and it's already done. Yeah, so, I don't know. I, think I actually like that part. Wanting, I like that part. Did. Yeah, I thought it was... At least set up what uh, well the the shot when he was coming in, um, I didn't like the beginning part of it. Um, not the beginning. I don't know. There's something about this issue. It's definitely just an action issue, so there's not really much to. It, it lies solely on Wes Craig's art, um, and it's good, but also like you were saying, uh, Alex, like there's a lot that's like lacking in terms of like being fulfilled in this issue. Uh, but it's not bad. It's not bad, but also is like this isn't the kind of deadly class issue that I really much enjoy. Um, if it, if it had ended at forty nine, where we have that notion where they're at the the diner together eating breakfast or having coffee or whatever they're doing, and when she says that if you've loved someone once, you still love them or at least would still have a connection to them, and then they get back to the hotel, the house, whatever. And she gets out of the shower, and then she holds the gun to him, and they have sex. If that had been the end of the their story arc, where they get to have that one last moment together, and then if the issues start at 50, she's gone. And maybe if he had spent the time looking for her, and then to have gotten to the house where Kenji's at to go tell him that he failed, and then he was dead, Kenji was dead, I would be super stoked. Like That would have been a good send-off where there was none of this MacGuffin, as Garrett calls it. It would just have been her story. She got the end that she wanted with Marcus, and she got a revenge. Yeah, I mean, I thought Wes's art was great, besides what I thought was the arm swap, but I'll have to confirm that. Um, but, yeah, I just thought the story left me wanting, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of felt the same way when uh, Marcus took on... Uh, I can't remember the principal's name, the headmaster, uh, Lynn. Well, even when that happened, it wasn't like done in a way that was like satisfying. It was kind of like pushed off to the side. So I don't know with the whole, cause there's only two issues left. It's going to be 52 issues. Um, I'm really curious about what the next two will be about. Um, and I'm really hoping it'll wrap up the, the storylines, uh, based on the cover of the next issue. Looks like either something to do with, uh, uh, God, I can't think of her name. Maria? This is Maria. Something to do with Maria or Maria's family or something, because there's one of the girls wearing the same face paint that Maria wears on the cover. I don't know if it's her. I doubt it, because obviously we 
pretty much confirmed that Marcus killed her, but we don't know for sure because I've been I've been wrong before about this series. So we didn't see that though, did we? From where correctly, we didn't. It just cut it away. It was just kind of like his trauma led us to believe that, but obviously we could be misdirected. Yeah, I gave this a, a seven. I'm gonna go a little weaker. I'm gonna go six. That uh, our with the arm thing really took me out of it. Actually, I think seven is good for me. I do see what you're talking about, Garrett. Uh, but that was also a dream sequence, so I, I forgive it. I guess that's true. <laughs> but I don't think was that, they intentionally was that when they did were, that. Um, the two page spread. Yeah, yeah. When she's okay. telling her part of it, and her two page spread, like in the middle, the, the bottom middle one. That's what he's talking about. Uh, good, good, good. Um, one book coming to a close. Another one just starting up for the second half of the next fifty four issues. Uh, some good stuff this week, but let's talk about this book club. What's it called, Gary? I had, I had one thing. Oh, I I read Deadly Class first before I read Saga because I was concerned that Deadly Class would, I don't know, make me not feel so excited about comic books. Um, but I'm so happy the way I did it. Read the disappointment, Deadly Class. Revived it with Saga. Super ecstatic. <laughs> Well, anyways, uh, Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentlepeople proudly presents Sentient Jeff Lemire and Gabriel Walta. We're on issue number five here of the story. And boys, this issue, what a roller coaster. Uh, It starts out fast and uh, ends fast. And uh, once again, I think I said this before, but if we weren't reading this week to week, uh, I'd be done with this book already. Because you can't, how it ended? It's like, how can we end there? What's going to happen? This this book might be one of my favorite ones that I've read in a long time. It is very well done. I mean, it's very suspenseful, too. Which is, like, it's surprising to me when a comic book can get, like, my heart racing like that. You know what I noticed? Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it just amazes me that, like you said for Brian K. Vaughn, that Jeff is writing this book issue per issue. Every issue is phenomenal. And they all reference different things, but they lead the story building up upon itself. And it's like, Jeff is such a person who really takes his craft seriously. Like, he didn't do this for no payday. It's from a TKO, you know, little publisher. He obviously didn't get paid a lot probably for this. Um, You know, they're out of business now. I didn't see that they had any comics coming out. So, 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 really, he just wanted to tell a story and this is a story you chose chose for them. So, and I think that's really apparent when you read this, it's like, there's nothing that feels like this wasn't his intentions. Um, but there's something very raw and real about this series. Um, that makes me really like it. Like, even if you look at the art, Gabriel Walta, if you notice that in some, not, not all comics, but in most comics, especially mainstream comics, the, uh, panel boxes are usually fairly straight and aren't hand drawn. They're usually, you know, probably made by a computer. Um, but Gabriel Walter actually hand draws these panels, you can tell. And if you look at the edges, like the uh, watercolors that he's using, some of them bleed over into the, you know, the gutters there. And so like part of that makes me, makes when you read this uh, comic, like me, make it feel so like real and feel like, you know, it's not a hundred percent clean. And that's part of the appeal for it. Like the colors even aren't the brightest, but it gives really the, like this, almost kind of dystopian space uh, feel to it. Like they're out there in the middle of nowhere. And now this secret, secret bad uh, ship is coming 
you know, wanting to take over and there's actually people on board that are, you know, who knows what they want to do with these fucking kids and Val's trying to save her kids. And this issue, I think actually that I like the arc we've had with Val from somebody who's like, I can't listen to anybody but adults and you actually gave me rules and they were like, no, you saved the children and they got rid of all her protocols and she's like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. To now, she actually makes the decision like she was kind of veering back to me like I got to follow my protocols like these are adults they're obviously more in charge than I am and AI like that's my you know MO is that I've you know the adults tell me what to do and she listens to the kids being like I don't think this is good and so unfortunately it's a little too late but she decides to leave them and she's like nope you're not gonna hurt my children and she even says that do not threaten my children Victor and he's like your children um He's like, you're a little more uh, gone than I thought. Um, but it, now we're at a point where, and it's true what Isaac had uh, narrated a couple issues ago, like, that's their mom now. Like, it's been not that long, but that is what uh, Mother does, keeps them safe. And, and Val's trying to, at the very least, at the end of the comic, uh, we see that she might be gone, and everybody's kind of sad about it, but she tried her best going down, and we'll see, maybe uh, Isaac wakes up in time and saves the day. Who knows? I was kind of uh, so I thought Victor being the AI was like awesome and like behind it with the uh, what are they called the separatists um, I thought it would have been way cooler if it was just Victor as the bad guy but um, I still get it I mean uh, end of this issue was insane Um, but yeah it's fun to see the character development and man I just get more and more terrified uh, every issue, so I can only imagine what the last issue had Vic- in store for us. The way that Victor's so calm about what he's saying and doing, uh, it does make him super terrifying. Um, to your point, like it's, I, I do agree. Like the humans coming makes it a little less scary. Like the AI, like what's he gonna do uh, with these kids? What's his intention to have an evil AI? But it also makes sense. Like once again, like he's only fi- following protocol. And I think the story is kind of like what it means to actually be a person and uh, love something and have empathy uh, when you've never experienced it before and versus like this need to follow the rules and do what you're told um, mentality that the CIAs have. (laughs) What's it mean to be human? Vision 2, Montgomery. There you go. (laughs) What did you think, Alex? I loved it. I've loved every issue of this book. It has progressively gotten either scarier or the fact that to find out what's going to happen in issue six because we don't know yet if val has survived uh or if isaac woke up or what have you um to find out if she if she wins and if not what happens to the kids i mean I, we're you're so drawn in and part of it is that i as a dad i can see this that's all you want to do is protect your kids and to have someone else threaten you and to him have cronies of his own who are now actually chasing your kids through your house uh, and you can't stop them how defeated you have to feel when that's all she wants to do is protect these kids well we're hoping that she is you know 8% taken over at the end there that next issue maybe she'll come back and uh, be like a super shredder at the end of uh, TMNT 2 exposed but uh I, I wonder if when she shows up when she gets herself back online I guess they did shut down her um, protocols, but I thought, what if she came back up, 
her protocols got reimbursed and she still has kill all adults. <laughs> oh, the reverse thing again? Yeah. So now she still kills them all and the kids are stuck and again traumatized by a murderous AI. I I I agree with you. Like this whole five issues so far, and I, I doubt the six gonna be the one that shuts the bed, but um all five issues have been fantastic. And guess what? I if you look at uh it's a nice palate cleanser from that piece of shit we read, End League. And uh <laughs> It, We're can, still bitching about that. Book. That was the last one in our book club, and uh, this is like a totally one eighty different character based, short and to the point, not convoluted, and uh, it reminds me that was Rick Remender. And uh, this episode or this issue of uh, Daily Class, uh, watch out here, Ricky. We send your end league times, right? Don't go down that road. You got two issues left. All right, simple, end the story nicely. Good art. That's all you need. And we know Rick can do it though. Tokyo Ghost. Fantastic. Fantastic. Is it, are they ever going to make a Tokyo Ghost 2? Like, they kind of teased one at the end. Yeah, I feel like, uh, maybe, no. Like, maybe after he's done with Daily Glass. Like, he's going to have to do something, right? He hasn't announced, I haven't seen him announce any new books. He's still doing that scumbag, isn't he? I, I don't know. I don't know if I've seen scumbag lately. I, had I thought I saw it, like, like, last week. No, I, I'm just saying that if, when I did my order for this next two months... I don't remember seeing the scumbag. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that guy's obviously not working on a TV show anymore, so you think he would uh, go back to... I don't know. R.I.P. R.I.P. But mm-hmm. I kind I don't know. Like, that kind of makes me nervous, because, like, I feel like Tokyo Ghost is probably one of the best pieces of work that I've ever read of his, and, like, I don't know if he should touch it. Like, at this far... Like, at this point, how far away it's been, I'd just leave it, That's maybe. true. Personally, I would just say Rick, Rick is one of those writers that, as I read more and more of his books, he still has good moments. Like when we got Deadly Class back from a year hiatus, um, but I feel like more often than not, I end up getting his books just because his name is on it. But I no longer care about his writing style because they all kind of feel the same. Yeah, I know. I kind of understand what you're talking about. They always feel like Black Science and Deadly Class have a kind of pacing that is almost exactly the same uh, and a lot of the action beats are kind of the same too so I really did like though Rick um, God, what the fuck was it not black science not low oh. there's another series that he did Alex maybe I'm thinking of Tokyo Ghost I don't know what it is Tokyo Ghost is like almost uh, a perfect book it's fantastic um, but part of me thinks now especially now that we have the evidence of Batman the White Knight, that a lot of it has to do with uh, our pal over there, Mr. Uh, Sean Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. So, Yeah, when's Volume 3 of White Knight coming out? Damn. Oh, well, calm I down, boy. Yet. Calm down. Let him work his magic. Don't rush him. All right? Oof. That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, there we go. I'm going to get that one to Strong 9. I, and if you like, there was, it's a little too action-packed for me. I like a nice character kind of uh, book. And there were good character stuff in that one, uh, but... And if it doesn't feel like a 10 to me, it feels like a 9. Nice 9, though. 9 sounds good. Um, really good issue. Uh, excited for the last one. So, Gary. No, I'm going to go with 10. I I got done reading this book, and I, I side with uh, either frustration or relief or excitement for what is to come. Uh, there's nothing I did not like about it. It was about a time that we saw some evil adults in this book. We started off with evil adults. Let's finish it out with some evil adults. 
Alex, you know why you didn't go with the flow like us and chose uh, 10 instead? Why? Because I followed my heart. You learned to follow your heart. There you go. By the way, I'm playing these better versions. Not even better, but uh, uh, at least they sound uh, less hurtful in the ears to cleanse the beginning of this show. All right. (laughs) I appreciate it. I think we all do. I'm trying to see because I don't believe the Turtles actually made that song. I'm pretty sure somebody else made it and they're just covering it. So I've been trying to find it. I guess this one. No, not that one. Definitely not that no, one. That's, that's Wednesday, too that <laughs> makes me feel like I should follow my heart. Wednesday comics, that's like following your heart, like love wise. But what she was talking about is, you know, be true to yourself. That's different. Yeah. That's the Beach Boys. Be true to your school, at least. Hmm. Wednesday comics, 605 at gmail.com. It's the email address. Email us. 605-215-1849. That's the phone number. Or you can go to WednesdayComics.com and click on the voicemail. Leave message button. Leave us a message that way. Um, go there. Subscribe to the show. Also, click on the button to go to our merch page. Mostly subscribe. Hey, guys. We've been going up and down Dominican Republic. Uh, uh, top 100. So, our shout out to our friends in the Dominican Republic. Over there. Hello, <laughs> uh, hello. Uh, because I, I subscribe to a thing when we uh, go up and down in any charts, and that, that one we've been fluctuating up and down, up and down. I don't know what it is, Dominican Republic. You know, let us know if it, we can make it go, you know, higher in the charts. I don't know what we did to make you go down a couple times, but, you know, let me know. Let me know. Uh, Wednesday Comics 605 gmail.com. I said that earlier. Uh, at Wednesday Comics on Twitter, at Karat2188, at the AP Keaton, and at Marvin underscore Salguero. Go to RainbowCompassingCards.com for more information on how to get good comic books. Uh, you can get the Xeno Saga 55. Go in there, get the collections. Catch up, baby. These guys are not blind over here. You'll read them all in one sitting. RootsOfSomething.com. It's your definitive source for all things Avatar of the Green. Good old AOV, AOG. Uh, Holland Files. New edition out now. Go there, ten bucks. Get it once again. I I, I think I haven't said this in a while, and I just need to bring it up again. He charges you ten dollars, but this guy, I last I heard, Alex, he paid one point three billion dollars per issue, and he made at least a hundred because he thought, you know what, let me make a good stack, and he's selling it for ten bucks. I mean, I got to talk to this guy. You know, he may be the the John Barley might be the person who. has the world's largest Swamp Thing collection and puts out the Holland fi- files, a zine for Swamp Thing lovers, uh, but the man doesn't know economics. <laughs> we need to get uh, an accountant in there. We need to get somebody who understands, you know, supply and demand, understands uh, what you got to pay for cost. $1.3 billion per issue. Like, you know, that. but when you get it, you feel it. You know, that cover, the, the nice pages, the ink. Oh boy, it feels like a one point three billion. Now, if you try to go and resell it, it's not worth that much. He just paid that amount, but you can't when you go around and sell it. It's probably you're gonna sell it for about you know five hundred thousand dollars. You know, it's not one point three billion, but it is still a good amount. So there you go. Um, maybe it's this one here. <laughs> Definitely not that one. 
I like that one though. Um, anything else, guys? Well, I mean, I think that's uh, that's it right now. The, the Batman coming out in about a month here. Um, uh, more and more trailers. Still real for Garrett. I know it's gonna be great, guys. He's at eleven. I did see they actually released released a new trailer today. I know. I'm like, stop, stop with the TV. Which I thought you said the last one was the last trailer, Garrett, but then they released another one. Well, it was a teaser, so it's like a TV spot. Amazing Spider-Man Two. Sorry, guys, got this cough. I know, but hey, what gives me hope is the movie is three hours long. So if they are showing a bunch, maybe it's like the first. Yeah, like so I fell asleep in that first hour, and then I wake back up at almost hour three. Alex, it's you shut the fuck up. It's Batman. You know. I you love, know you'll be invested. I love the Batman, but I just, no. There are no butts. There are no there, butts. There are a lot you of butts. love Batman. Bruce has seen a lot of butts. You love him from it's, his bat nipples to his bat toes, okay? If, if he's got bat nips, um, oof. We didn't learn any lessons from Val Kilmer. No, that was uh, George Clooney. Clooney. I think Kilmer had him too. Thought he did, but maybe I think not. he does. But they're definitely I'll look at my and see. Clooney. Definitely. Uh, if they if Val Kilmer had it, they were subtle. And then Clooney, he's like, make sure we see those fucking things from space. All right. Uh, <laughs> from space. I don't know if you guys have seen, but the posters for the Batman uh, have like encrypted messages from the Riddler. So if you look closely, you can see them. Yeah, I know. Some people have been figuring out, like, even in that first trailer, there was a message from the Riddler, and they could figure out what it said and stuff. Yeah, so hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's good, and it's not, you know, all the marketing stuff is good, and then the movie's not going to be good. Matthew Reeves has been been a fantastic director before, and I look much for. I look forward. The only thing I fuck it up is if if the studio interfered and then let him do what he wants to do. But then also, I I remember that usually with. These kind of directors, they let them do what they want to do. Who knows, though? Because Scott Snyder got fucked over. Scott Snyder. Zach Scott. By the way, I still see people on the internet restore the Snyderverse. It's not going to happen, bro. Like, get over it. Yeah. You're lucky you got a three-hour-ish more than that version of Justice League from Zack Snyder. So yeah. that's... You got what you wanted. You're not getting Snyderverse back. It's not happening. Yeah. So... Uh, if you have any uh, bad feelings about that or that made you angry that we said that, at Karat2188 on Twitter, go ahead and let them know. <laughs> For Wednesday Comics, my name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone stay warm and keep turning those pages. Hey,